0: Welcome back, back, to back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's where my man Patrick plays jams, intended to soothe the soul of sports fans who might have had a tough weekend. Uh, this weekend, that was definitely Astros fans. Goal uh end up losing their series to uh, the Rangers. Um, I guess uh, Texas football won. Uh, They also lost because, you know, the white team won. Did we officially even get that out there? Anybody care about who won the game, the white team? Negative. Nobody gives a damn about that. Nobody really cares. I I, I didn't even give the score, I don't think, to the orange and white game. I apologize about that. Well, the reason being is because they're the same team. 21 to 10. (laughs) The white team won. And it's, to the, 10. and it's my apologies. And then
1: you got to go out there, yeah. and it was a draft. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't first versus yeah. second. Yeah, so I, I, I just all realized that. That. I was yeah. like,
0: yeah, I didn't even get the score of the game. I don't nobody think nobody cares really about cared. That. Yeah, so my bad about no. that. And if uh, you
1: did, you got props.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my like man Patrick, always bringing it, DJing a smooth soap Monday. Uh, that one actually had hard uh, a little excited there. I yeah. have that song uh, in my phone right now. Woo, woo. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Leaving on that train. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Even yeah. on the midnight track. You, you actually do have, yeah, you could do it. I was, <laughs> I was singing this song and I was singing it quietly. He was like, singing with your chest. And I was like, no, because my voice <laughs> singing that song is you know, not that nah, great. I sing it to myself <laughs> and that way I don't disturb anybody or, or disrespect how great that song was. Either. No doubt. Yeah. No if doubt.
1: you ever want to go, uh, go on YouTube and look up Richard Pryor's show, The Pips. Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah It's them doing great. it But it's just the pips No Gladys Knight No Gladys Knight no. <laughs> So they're just there And it's just them Doing the backups And the dance it's hilarious yeah,
0: Just doing those parts <laughs> But what is a pip By the way Do we ever figure this out What's a pip
1: I don't know. I think we figured it out But I don't remember
0: When I was a kid I thought it was a pimps Forever And my mom had <laughs> Rightfully to correct so me. She was like It is not the pimps And I was like Oh I thought it was Very empowering That a woman <laughs> <laughs> was a leader. In she a was the
1: pips.
0: <laughs> she was a like, glass night in the pips, and I was like, oh, glass night in the pimps. I thought she just <laughs> rode with a bunch of pimps, and turns out I was like, no, the pips. And it ain't never nobody could tell me what a pimp was. No, I was no. like, would well, a pimp make more sense? At least I know what a pimp is. He's a pip by blood. No relation. <laughs> no, apparently it's a pip. I'm sure somebody on the spectrum's not let know what a pip is. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there you go. Patrick doing a great job as always on a smooth soul Monday. Let's talk NFL, gentlemen cause this is a this is a hell of a story, hard. No you said this. I'm glad uh, it it broke today because I you know, I want to get into some NFL. We'll get into some draft. thought we' were going to get into some drafts up with the draft is I think like a week no actually not a week. It's a week away on Thursday. Yep. so it's like, uh, you know, less than uh, a w- two weeks away. But I, this is actually to me a much more relevant story that I think could lead us down a path to talk about the future of the quarterback mm-hmm. market, which we've, we've been talking about a little bit with Lamar Jackson, but this story yep. is unbelievable. So Jalen Hurts just signed a new deal. We knew this was going to be in the works. We just didn't know the timeline of it. But um, Howie Roseman did hint after the Super Bowl that we're not going to have the same issues that you know teams have had uh, negotiating with their quarterback. Like we're going to give our quarterback the money we think our quarterback deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they did that. They, they <laughs> did. <laughs> the, yeah, he, he did. He basically hinted like, no, no, we're not going to have a heated negotiation. That ain't happening with us. We're going to give the, mm-hmm. the, the man the money we think he deserves based on the market and the precedent that has been set for the quarterback mm-hmm. market. Now, they did ignore the Deshaun Watson deal. So, that is still. There the, is that. The Deshaun Watson deal is still the ultimate outlier, and the, it, the owners refused to respect or acknowledge the Deshaun Watson deal. It mm-hmm. never happened. Mm-hmm. The Deshaun Watson deal never. Isn't that amazing? It never happened.
1: Mm.
0: It never happened.
1: That is interesting.
0: That's a. It's. A, I, I can't believe that.
1: I, I've told you. Everybody got uh, men in black. <laughs> Where well, they just disappeared <laughs> at from your
0: memory blank. <laughs> Please look at everybody. This. Just looking at this. <laughs> I don't even
1: know what happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way, huh? It is. It seems that way. Well, anyway, here you go. The Eagles and their superstar quarterback agreed to terms today five years, $255 million contact mm, ex- mm, uh, mm. contract extension that makes him the highest paid player In NFL history, um, Hertz deal has one hundred and seventy nine point three million in total guarantees, including one hundred and ten million fully guaranteed. That's a signing bonus guarantee there. Um, And then one hundred and twenty six of it is fully guaranteed total. So you got 179 in, in total guarantees, which basically means nothing. I mean, right. That's just a bunch of cunt legalese. Uh, the really the real big number there is he gets 110 just by signing his name on the dotted line, mm-hmm. uh, signing bonus, and then he gets uh, 126 million total in fully guaranteed money. Now, where does this put him in the kind of the spectrum of those quarterbacks? Uh, and we'll get to Lamar Jackson thing here in a second. But basically, when you start looking looking at where he is now, he's the highest paid QB uh, in the league. Yes. Uh, He surpasses... Patrick Mahomes. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. That's he, true. He surpasses, he surpasses everybody eh, when you
1: think about it. Everybody. Yes. Uh,
0: yes. But uh in in basically in the average annual value of the contract, average salaries, he's at $51 million now. Um, and Aaron Rodgers was he was at $50.2 million, and Russell Wilson was at 48.2 million. Colin Murray was at 46.1 million, and Deshaun Watson at forty six million total. So that's where he is in terms of average salary. If you just look at the largest total contract value, Mahomes is still number one. Then Josh Allen at number two at 258. Mahomes is 450, so nobody's going to get close to that. Remember, that's over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts is third, 255 uh million in total value of the contract and most guaranteed at signing anniversary, Deshaun Watson the most, two hundred and thirty million. Um then Russell Wilson 124 million, then Jalen Hurts at 110 million. So he's third in terms of most guaranteed at signing. Um if you look at Jalen Hurts five year extensions rankings, his total value is third, average annual is first, uh guaranteed at signing third and practical guarantee is third. So he's just top three basically overall pretty much of yeah. the contract value. Well
1: I mean we talked about this for quite some time and mm-hmm. the fact that the numbers and the market dictates what you're going to get. They struck while the iron was hot. This was perfect timing for him. He took his team to the Super Bowl. I think that's what Joe Burrow should have did. I think Joe Burrow should have went there, but now
0: Joe Burrow's looking at it and going, ha, 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 I do I think there's a certain amount of time you have to wait for a first-round pick to negotiate. Oh, first-rounder, okay. And I'm okay. not sure how, I think it's like, third year, so I don't know. If, yeah, yeah, depends. that might have played a part yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah. It. So okay. it, it, it. It takes a little while. Which sometime. is fair. Which yeah. is
1: very fair. But you sit here and you look at it and you go back to 2019, right? You were talking about Josh Allen's terrible. I can't believe mm-hmm. they wasted that pick on him. He doesn't look like a quarterback. Oh man, J- Josh Errol Josh Allen, he's doing so much better by year two. By year three, everybody's like, Josh Allen, go get your bag, man. Go get your bag. Mm -hmm. And you look at the same thing with Jalen Hurts. You're talking about, oh, man, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to really work in this NFL. I don't know if he's going to be able to. He can't throw. He can't this. Now all of a sudden, he's getting a bag. That is why it's so crazy to me every time we talk about this Lamar Jackson situation. But I think the biggest thing for Jalen Hurts, he he had an agent. And I'm not – look, I'm all for everybody. Representation is who you are. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit, and you're trying to make sure that you're getting the best value for yourself. But if you are the one negotiating it, it, your person – your feelings get involved in this. And you're not looking at the grand scheme of things. And I know a report came out, and we'll get into that conversation. Mm -hmm. But you sit here, and you go back, and you look at all the guys that are getting paid. And you're like, well, I don't know if he deserves that. The market dictated that. Everybody was losing their mind when Dak got forty million. Dak's not Dak's not even in the conversation now. No, you know what I'm saying. So when it's that initial sticker shot. when you go to the car lot and you look at it and you're like, ooh, I don't know if I can pay that. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. but they got break all down this. the payments yeah, for it. Yeah, him, you're like, down, yeah, ah, oh, yeah, I can go yeah, ahead get and this do little that. Little deduction here. Yeah, and this yeah, and this we're that, gonna yeah. change this for you. We're gonna save <laughs> you here. We're gonna do this. When actually that's the price of the car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they try to mark it up because they want to get theirs. That's the same thing. Now you're looking at it and you're going, "Ah, oh, that that contract, yeah." I'm not even worried about it.
0: Buddy's up for an extension. Yeah, we. It's a great point because we we want so badly to be able to explain the quarterback market. Yes. You know, we'd like to be able to explain it. Okay, you get to uh, make a Super Bowl run, or these stats, or he's an all-pro, and this and that. This So we can explain why these players, when they're up for a quarterback extension, when they're a franchise quarterback, they're going to get paid. But as you pointed out, no, it's based on just precedent. Yes. And even though we're not, I'm not saying that all of these quarterbacks are all deserving deserving of it. of it. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you can negotiate, and the market a lot of the time dictates what you can negotiate. Yes, <laughs> And the market for the quarterbacks right now, it does say, other other than the Deshaun Watson deal, which they've decided to ignore. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, <laughs> like, blacked they've them. been blipped. <laughs> other than that deal. Uh, but yeah, usually the market decides, no, this quarterback is up, and franchise quarterbacks are making around this, and then once you get into that range, then we can talk about, well, he wants to be the highest paid QB in the league, or he mm-hmm. wants to be, has this much in guarantee, Tees, but you definitely got to get in that neighborhood. Yep. Now that's where we get to Lamar Jackson. Yes. Did the Ravens get in the neighborhood? And sounds like <laughs> it. If they're in the neighborhood, yep. Then it, it may be Lamar Jackson who's being a bit stubborn about emotions. <laughs> your point about emotions. emotions, about how what he's worth and what his value is. Mm-hmm. Which is why the Ravens said, "Okay, we'll go see what your value is. We'll give you the non-exclusive franchise tag." Which means a team can make you an offer. They can offer two first round picks, and they can they can have you, yep. or at least they can at least make an offer. So then, we, and so far, no teams made an offer. Mm-hmm. Crickets. Yeah. Uh, and so Ian Rapp, you, you threw out a uh, uh, you you threw out this in our text chain. Hard that Ian Rapp report now. He has clarified something yes. about this Lamar Jackson negotiation. Um, this is actually—I don't know if—in addition to the Jalen Hurts thing, I believe they were discussing that, but also discussing how it would impact Lamar Jackson's contract. And he, hes basically saying they got into the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, they've been—they've been doing a, driving through the neighborhood and look, <laughs> looking for the proper real estate.
0: Pretty much, yes. Um, so, Ian Rappaport is basically saying that the deal the Ravens offer Lamar Jackson was pr- was pretty strong. He said two hundred million was the total guaranteed, and one thirty three was the guaranteed on like that shorter deal they were talking about. So, I guess there've been multiple offers, as you would expect. Cause they've been negotiating yeah. for a little while, but according to reports, you know, we know Jackson supposed to be based on multiple reports, and then some conflicting reports that he is seeking a fully guaranteed deal. Um, much in the neighborhood of Deshaun Watson's deal. But if Ian Rappaport is to be believed, and Ian Rappaport is usually I mean, he's pretty respectable and uh, he's, he's been on it, um, and I'm sure that there will be some conflicting reports with this too, but if we're to believe Ian Rappaport, then basically you're saying that they got him a deal. If you're going to compare it to the Jalen Hurts deal, let's say if you want to do that, compare it to Jalen Hurts deal, then basically they're – their deal, their offer would have been right there in the same realm as no. this Jalen Hurts deal. It yeah. would have been very close to it if you are to the believe, believe Ian Rappaport. Right. And I, I, I don't see why
1: we wouldn't believe him. I don't think Ian would go out there with just some false information because then he'll have to deal with the credibility part of it. But as I sit here and I look at those numbers, and they were saying that it's a 133 on a shorter deal guaranteed as opposed to 200 with some kickers that step in there. I I don't I I still don't understand the the difference, right? If you can get 179 guaranteed, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm signing that. If I'm if I'm getting that range of what Jalen Hurts got, the total
0: guaranteed, yeah, like if I'm guaranteed one seventy nine, that's what he's that's what they're saying Jalen yeah, Hurts is going to get. Right. total, I'm signing that. And they're they're saying Lamar Jackson, if if he's to he topped the two hundred million, then I'm now, say, I'm he, signing that. If that's the the number, does it does the years matter as much? No, if it's from bro, if you can't handle four to five or whatever, remember redact that was a big. Sticking Sticking point. point, It was. You still want to have one more option because he is
1: young, and they wanted five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's younger, I would say, yeah, I would want it in a shorter term. And if they want to give me 133 on a three year
0: deal, I'll take it. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I. I. Yeah. You you would think that Lamar Jackson. That's 40 million
1: dollars per year.
0: Would have been able to get closer. I mean. Cause like I said, he wants a fully guaranteed deal, and I just don't think the NFL is going to allow any other team to offer a fully guaranteed deal. Now, the truth is, Kirk Cousins actually had a fully guaranteed deal before teams yeah, started talk talking about today, it. Exactly before it got popular, and it wasn't a big, you know. I don't know. It's, it didn't seem to be a big controversy when he got. A, but he, I think all of his, his was, was a, like one year, two it was like years, two years, three year His was yeah. a three year deal, I believe. Yeah. It was a three year deal. Where he which, was making like
1: thirty three million a year or something like which
0: that, which makes sense to me. Yeah. If you're gonna do a fully guaranteed deal, then the team should want a shorter deal. Honestly, absolutely. If it's a fully guaranteed deal, Just I want a shorter put it deal in there. so I can get your prime and then be done with you. If it doesn't work out, at least I can be. I can cut cut the losses quickly. That's business. And if you're a player, you want to be back on the market sooner. Exactly. So get your money and then be back on the market then to get right more money. money. So to me, it all makes sense At both sides you want shorter deals and trending toward more fully guaranteed deals. But
1: If you were to sign a three-year deal with all of it guaranteed, yeah. those three years guaranteed, and you knew that you were going to be out of your deal within the third year, by the end of that third year, that's another contract-motivating year for you. And you know as well as I do, every player that's having their contract year they play their best sport. They yeah. play their best at that time. Best. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to do that?
0: And you would think the NFL teams would want it too, but, yeah, you don't see that. Teams want longer years to have more control over the players, and most of the time the players don't even reach that fourth and fifth year. No. They end up cutting them. That's why they said it. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's an right option. Trading them, yeah, for before that. So.
1: With, a, with a club option and a <laughs> player option.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it, right now this contract for Jalen Hurts, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt or help Lamar Jackson really. Right. I don't think it I mean, does it I don't know if it affects it negatively or positively in my opinion. No, that's true. Right, because yeah. if it's not if it was fully guaranteed, they would be like, "There you go, it's fully guaranteed." See, Lamar Jackson was right. They're, the Ravens are being stubborn. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to be progressive and give him his fully guaranteed deal. It's right. not fully guaranteed. It's in the neighborhood of being an now an average annual value. It makes him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Right now, were the Ravens willing to do that to make him the highest paid QB in the league at fifty something million dollars a year? Probably not. I don't know, were they? Well, how
1: long is it? You know what I'm saying? That's the other part of it. There's a the five-year deal. 50, yeah, if I'm going to give you a... There's a, a five-year two, What, 255 was what it was, right? The total packaging of everything with him making $51 million this year. Ooh, that first year of that deal. Ugh. That's a lot of
0: money, dog. Yeah, but it doesn't kick in until... I think it's two years. They got two years, right? It's, it, it kicks in next year. next year. Next year. Yeah. So they still got another year with him on the rookie deal mm. to at least make a push. And we'll see how they, if they in the draft, if they draft B. John Robinson, then we know, oh, they're trying to just go all in. Yeah. They're trying to get them a Super Bowl before that contract kicks in, which would make Which sense. makes 100% sense. Trying to maximize the window. Yeah. Yeah. But, Ooh. yeah, the quarterback market, it, it honestly, it's much like the Austin real estate market. I can't explain to you why that uh, that lot <laughs> that, uh, that in East Austin is worth $1.7 I have no idea why it's worth that, but it is what it is. Man. They say it's that, They so say it's what that. The, yes, that's they what They say it's it that, so it's that. Yeah. Uh, all right, what you got coming up for the people on Hard Knock Life? Well, this time I'm going to talk about the quarterback mm-hmm. position at
1: the University of Texas and the NFL because it seems to be that my theory has been true about making sure that you have the best backup in a temporary setting.
0: Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll get into some uh, other football news notes and nuggets coming up in Harsh Knock Life. Uh we also talk some more of Texas football uh coming up in the top of the five o'clock. We'll get back into the spring game. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie I wanna for another horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I
1: probably wouldn't say this in front of folks, but in front of y'all, I'm going to speak my mind. He has
2: emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the Boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael!
1: Welcome back to a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball hards. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And you can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. And I know a lot of the conversation uh, going into the spring game, the orange and white spring game at the University of Texas, wrapped around the quarterback room. Everybody wanted to know what was going on. I know uh, social media has been very critical of, oh, not our fans, not the University of Texas fans, but other fans have been talking about this Arch Manning situation. We all knew going into this season that Arch was going to come in and possibly battle for the third position on the team. We no, If you've been covering Texas Football and watching Texas football, we all knew going into it that Quinn yours was going to be the starting quarterback. He had already proven himself to be that. He went out there and did the work. But the biggest conversation has always been, who is the backup? Rod, you've been at this university for a long time, going all the way back to your recruiting years. When you got here, the biggest story was always the backup quarterback, no matter who it was. It's the most popular person on campus. It, it it always it has always been is, that unfortunately it, yeah it's a bad <laughs> situation for the starter it's a bad situation for the backup but it's also a good situation because iron sharpens iron and if somebody's behind you pushing you you're gonna come in with a, a razor like focus every single day putting your work in because you don't want anyone taking your position but the reason why I want to talk about this backup quarterback position is especially because of the fact that what everybody finally got a chance to see with Malik uh, Murphy. We've been talking about him. We've been wanting him. Everybody's been clamoring. We need to see what he looks like. Number one, he's one of those guys, and Rod and I have talked about this before, and even Patrick, that's the first off the bus type of guy. That is the guy that you want everybody to see once he gets off the bus because they're like, wait a minute. If that is the backup or if that's the starter, what does the rest of this team look like? Because he is a specimen. And I wanted to talk about this, um, about what Coach Sark was talking about in the very beginning at the presser, because this is something that he's always looking at because of what we just talked about. You want to make sure that the backup quarterback is just as confident as the starting quarterback.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, again, the the key to the drill, A, for Malik is make sure that he can stay healthy all summer long, all training camp long. I I think that's going to be enough time for him. You know, like like I said, he's got natural instincts passing the football. I think for Arch, it's going to digest these 15 practices, have another install this summer before training camp to start to dial into it's one thing to know the plays. It's another to know where your primary read is. It's another to know where your secondary reads are when the pass rush is coming. And that's, that's a process that I think is natural, and I think that he's on pace and that natural progression to do those things. Um, so, yeah, I feel comfortable. Um, but, you know, hey, as coaches, we we got to keep coaching and coach them hard uh, to get them to the, the place we need them at uh, in a timely fashion.
1: And that's great. And that's the things that we want to see because as we've seen through the years here at the university and across college athletics and even to the NFL, if you don't have a capable backup in those times in a pinch where your starter goes down, you don't want to skip a beat. And I believe that is what Coach Sark was talking to everyone about, about his team, what it looks like, what it talks like, what it walks like, how he goes about it, because he doesn't want the number one to stand out so much that the number two is drastically different. You want to be able to not miss a beat. And so coming out of the spring game, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, look at Malik. What? Arch didn't have a chance. It's not that Arch didn't have a chance. It just wasn't. His time yet. Arch is going to be a valuable part of this university for quite some time. But for right now, going into this offseason, I would say Quinn is the starter, but Malik Murphy is going to have to be ready to play at any time because we've seen it happen. We saw, it. we saw it for Bryce Young at Alabama. Jalen Milroe had to come in and be a major contributor for Alabama to stay on their role. Stetson Bennett, when he became the starting quarterback, is because he ended up having to take over for somebody that got hurt, JT Daniel, and he never relinquished it. And then you look at what Tennessee was on. Malik Hooker is going to be a draft pick, a very high draft pick. But when he got hurt, they had to turn to Tariq Milton. Not Tariq Milton. It's Milton is his last name. Tariq was on the count on the oh, long yeah. yeah. I was like, wait a minute. That <laughs> but the quarterback for them. And so there were so many things that had to transpire throughout the game. And Rod, you talked about this stat all season long. And then you brought it up on Saturday and this morning. Mm-hmm. Today, there was only one quarterback in the Big 12 that was able to play every game. And that was Deckers from Iowa State. If you look at what happened when uh, Dylan Gabriel went out for Oklahoma, they were lost. They had no chance. They didn't. They had zero opportunity. And if you look at it throughout the conferences and look at everyone that's involved, if you don't have a good backup quarterback, you won't have success. You can't have Mm. that continual momentum of whatever it is that you have going you won't be able to pull it off. So when you look at what Malik was able to do, um, when you look at what Malik was able to do, going 9 of 13, 165. Could have had another big play, but yeah, a pass dropped. was dropped down uh, the scene. Mm-hmm. So you start looking and you say, okay, that is what it looks like. So Sark, after the spring game, everybody all you know immediately everybody's initial reaction was, wow, look at Malik. What did you think of Malik? And Sark gave an answer to what he sees in Malik
2: I thought what what I saw from Malik was from Malik when he really started to settle in um, he has natural ability to pass the football you know and and he has a you know he's got great vision uh when he pushes the ball down the field uh it feels it's natural it's not like he has to force it or um he's got a quick delivery and quick release um and so and i also think he, Malik's a really good leader you know he always brings a lot of positive energy every time he takes the field which which i think is great so uh it it was awesome for us you know even this spring he wasn't able able to participate the first week you know we, we kind of had to hold him out and then had to gradually work him back in so the idea that hopefully we can get him completely healthy going into training camp where he gets that foundation of the installation uh, I think the, the sky's the limit for the guy he, he's a really talented player uh, and I thought he showed today with with making some of the throws that he did.
1: And that's the beautiful part about it. When you when you see the progression and you see the growth from a guy that has been in the program, kind of understands what Sark is looking for, how he goes about it each step of the way, and then can come out and execute that, that's huge because he could have been sitting on the sideline, frustrated, pouting, not you know, thinking, I'm not getting my shot, I'm not mm-hmm. getting my shot. And then when a shot is called, and then he goes out there and doesn't look good. Well, he went out there and he looked spectacular, and that's how the buzz gets going around the university, talking about, "Whoa, man, he's going to be the starter. He, whoa, he's going to take that position." Just, <laughs> just let that man continue to grow. Let him continue to learn. Quinn is your quarterback. Support him just as hard as you're supporting Malik, because I guarantee you, Malik will be doing the exact same thing and what he has been doing. Yes. Rod and I talk about it all the time. We're competitors. Of course, we want to be the ones that are starting. We want to be the ones that are leading our teams to victory. We want to be a major contributor, especially at the glory position of quarterback. Mm-hmm. It is the most scrutinized. Whether he's playing good, whether he's playing bad, whether as Coach Sark talks about it, quarterbacks get so much of the praise when they win, but they also get all the the, mm-hmm. the stuff thrown at them mm-hmm. when they lose. And why didn't you make this change? And wh- we've all done it. We've all talked about it. It. I've been around uh, around it for such a long time that I think the same time at the I mean the same thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand each person's role. And I thought Coach Sark he squashed all the information and made sure that everybody understood this is Quinn's team until otherwise
0: notified. Yeah, no, I, I and I agree with you about the backup. I, I for years I've been saying about the NFL. That the NFL needs to prioritize backup too. If it's the most valuable position in football, you treat it like anything valuable in exactly. your life. You have insurance on all the valuable things in your life. Your your health, your your life. <laughs> yep. All right. Your car, your house, and the backup quarterback position, it's just insurance. Yep. And you should always have really good insurance on your really valuable franchise QB, whoever it may be. So I'm with you. I think teams are now starting to prioritize backup just a little bit more in the NFL. You're starting to see some teams spend money mm-hmm. on their backup quarterback. Yep. And you're like, why are they doing that? Because they know no quarterback's going to make it through 17 games Like okay. than it's just, it's just, This year, the NFL set a record. Take the take take the 17th game out of it. Yep. Even with 16 games, the NFL still would have set a record this year for the number of of of, of different starting quarterbacks uh, this year yep. in the NFL. Guys, look in the playoffs. You had third string quarter third string quarterbacks starting in the NFL playoffs. Yes, multiple ones. Skylar Thompson,
1: uh, Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy, yeah, hell,
0: the Ravens almost yeah, had their exactly. third string out there too. Anthony Brown, that's what I'm saying, guys. Yeah. It's yep. it, it, it right now. I think it's imperative that every team at the highest levels, college and pro, that they make sure that they have that insurance policy. No at the backup position because you're gonna need them. Hell, Texas last 25 years. I want to say only five of the five years out of the last 25 years, Texas had a quarterback start every game. Right. So, the NFL doesn't have a lot of quarterbacks start every game. I think the NFL had 10 teams that had quarterbacks that started every game this year. That was the fewest amount in NFL history. Yep. They have, because this just doesn't happen.
1: Right. CB just sent us the numbers 02, 2010, and 2019 since 1988, where mm-hmm. they only used, since Texas only used one QB.
0: Yeah. Was that five years? Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. You throw out there, basically. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, actually, oh, he said 02, 2010, 2019, yes, so five. And honestly, we could technically, if you want to get technical about it, that Shane Buchel year, they used the 18-wheeler package. Yes. But I believe he did start every game, if I'm not yeah, mistaken.
1: Yeah, Shane did. Right? That was the first year with Charlie. That was his yes. freshman year. So
0: if you want to go out a quarterback that started every game that year, yep. is in there too. So technically it'd be six. But remember, you don't win games every year without the 18-wheeler package. No, you don't. You you don't okay. win games. You, you definitely so you once again you going back to season where you needed your backup quarterback. Exactly. You needed him that year too. Yeah. So I'm with you, man. I think you're out on the money and give give props to Sark. Sark understands it. He does. He understands the assignment. He understands stoppiling ex-
1: exactly. Well, with the think, transfer portal, even more so. Right. Think about the years when he was at USC. All the quarterbacks that were out behind my, Matt Leinart. Oh yeah. And Carson Palmer End up playing in NFL. A, yes. Yeah. So you have to have it now that might have changed with the transfer portal. Was Matt Castle so one of those? Matt teams? Castle was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Think about what you would have had if the transfer portal would have been in play. Maybe some of those guys go somewhere else in play, but you didn't have it. But all of those guys were capable players and all went on to play in the NFL. Yeah. So you it, it and is a value pro- stay.
0: Right. Yeah, and it is a this. valued
1: position yeah. that is under Utilize because everybody wants to think about, oh, man, that's my starter. That's my starter. Well, you better develop that backup because in this day and age, a lot of people get run through.
0: <laughs> I love this text. I won't even reveal who it's from because I don't know if he wants his name out there. But I remember it. he says, Matt Nordgrim is walking around asking, when is the backup QB the most popular in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> the total baggage my yep. man Nordgrim. I yep. love that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Was Norco ever the backup backup? Or was he no, third straight? No, was he-, he was second because
1: he would come in when Vince would come out. At, or was it Cole?
0: Huh? Because I remember he would come when in I was, and play. When I was playing, Northcote was at the backup for us. <laughs> I love who, uh, who was the it – was, it was Major, right? Yeah, because it was Major and Sims, Sims the whole time. Yeah. It was Major and Sims going back yep. in. And then Chance Mock was yes. the backup after 11. So our backups were good. I love Northcote, but I wouldn't trust trusted North as I <laughs> like, hey, coach, you need to figure out who's backup plan. North is our backup <laughs> <laughs> plan. Not not going to happen. I so, do need to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think he might, might have been later on he was the backup. But go, go, getting back to you need to stockpile that position. Because transfer reporter, the truth is, is if your quarterback's not playing, your quarterback's unhappy. Right. I know people are like, what do you mean? Yeah, you heard me. That's and right. I'm talking about your quarterback, too. That's right. All right? Your quarterback's not all playing. All of them. All of them. That's the way they operate. All right? They're yep. all divas. They're all f- mentally fragile. If they're not playing, they're unhappy. It's only one of them can play, which means only one of them gets all. I mean, V.Y. V- once told me, hey, man, we get all the girls, but we get all the grief. Yep. All right? And, and they only one of those guys can be at that natural leadership position. So the other guys who aren't there – yeah, they're patient for a little while, but for a little while. <laughs> and with the transfer Very portal, much so. I mean a little while. They'll yeah. be patient. And honestly, guys like Malik Murphy, they start to see their talent and go, okay, why am I sitting again? Yeah, exactly. And and you can't blame them because sometimes they go to universities and they perform really, really well. That's level. what I was thinking. Norco was the backup for, for VY. That was, he wasn't our backup. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> Yours a, was, you had a chance, had, Ma. Yeah. Now, what of y'all thought if VY went down, what was going to happen? Was Norco going to come in and help y'all uh, keep keep y'all championship hopes alive?
1: I'm going to go with no, Alex. <laughs> Alex, I'm going to go with no. That's the whole point
0: Hard just trying to make. All right? <laughs> exactly. They're not prioritizing, prioritizing backup. If VY would have hurt anything, then all your championship <laughs> hopes are dashed. And Texas got another few decades without a national <laughs> title. All right? Prioritize the backup quarterbacks, <laughs> is what we're saying. I'm 100%. You, right?
1: Come on. 100%. That right. is outstanding. No, come on.
0: <laughs> I, 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 don't be telling Norco I'm hating on him. I love my man, Norco. Yeah. Norco was in a reality TV yes, show. Yes, he was. That? That's what I was saying. Dallas is most eligible, I believe. I don't even know why I remember that. Because I never it's the it. truth. Well, no, 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 I don't say I never watched the show, but I remember the name of the reality TV show he was on. I remember
1: because CB used to send us clips <laughs> all the time talking about Norco <laughs> and how he was doing. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I yep. said, don't forget, in VY's a red trade sophomore, had Chance Mock had to come in for Tech and Bell out. Yeah, no, yep. Chance Mock was balling. Yep. Chance Mock was pretty damn five good. Five-star,
1: too, by the way.
0: Uh, yeah. We had three five-stars in that yeah. room when Sims, yeah. uh, VY, and Chance Mock were all five-star guys yeah. they were in that room at one time, too. So other than right now, where everybody says that the talent level is probably at an unprecedented high level in that quarterback room, I would say back then that that was probably another time where Texas – quarterback room, had un, an unmatched amount of talent in it. It was unconventional talent. It wasn't all arm talent. Sarkis is right. all about the NFL arm. So yeah, between Malik's arm, Quinn Hewer's arm, and Arch Manning's arm, you ain't gonna beat that arm talent in there. Uh, not many institutions and programs can, but in terms of just overall quarterbacking ability mm-hmm. uh, between Chris Sims and VY and Chance Mock, it's pretty damn good.
1: Bro. Rod, you are correct, bro. I'm looking at this roster, and your two your 2002 team you had Chris Sims as a quarterback. Oh, you man. had Chance Mock as quarterback, and you had Matt Norgram as y'all's quarterback. Man, he's third. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: know about to trust it. I don't know about trusting our our our, t- our future aspirations and hopes and dreams if Norco ended up being the starter. Yeah. That's crazy. That 05, they just thought Norco was the guy. And Vy was on that team. Yeah, v was like a scout team quarterback yeah, for yeah. A, like a scout team, and we and yep. it, it was miserable. Trust me. yeah. That was like the only time he had to show out. He wanted to show out. He uh, was making sure that y'all yeah, knew. I was like, dude, don't be showing out in front of us. He, <laughs> Black get, Jesus. he used to get yelled at, <laughs> cussed out by all the starters because we all wanted to show out out there. Uh, but we all saw how that story ended. Exactly. All right, a good harsh knock life there. All right, we come back. We'll get into off the record on the other side. Uh, we'll talk about a lot of us sports topics, but this off the record, uh, we'll get a little off topic, if you will. All of that more right here on Ball. D DD Mega Doodoo Doo. I'm sorry,
2: Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essa. Well, well I don't get it. <laughs> break day and well, congratulations. Continue. Good sex in the sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom
1: goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of off the record.
2: Do it live. I can, I'll can. write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All
0: right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. All right, gentlemen, getting to a little off the record here. Actually, this is about NBA. Uh, it's an NBA-related story. And we didn't get into this when we were talking about the Clippers and their win over the Suns this past weekend, a 115-110 victory. But I'm sure you guys saw this on social media. According to Bleach Report and a fan's video that it confirmed the interaction, Russell Westbrook told a fan wearing a Suns polo shirt on his way to the locker room at halftime in front of his kid to watch his MFing, (laughs) watch your mouth, you MFer, watch your mouth. I'll make sure I get the quote right there. Mm-hmm. Watch your mouth, mf Watch your mouth. Mm. Yeah. Um, apparently, yeah, I mean, it, as Westbrook basically was, and they have one of those facilities like kind of Jerry Jones does with, you know, the uh, basically way on your way through the to the locker room and through that kind of concourse there, you can have interactions with the fans and the fans can see the players, and if the players so choose, I guess they could interact with the fans. Well, this interaction was a hostile one. Um, the Sun, the Arizona Republic uh, reporter Dwayne Rankin said uh, that the he got a statement from the Suns that says, quote, we are aware of the incident that happened tonight, and we're conducting a review. It's unclear when exactly the video occurred or when the fans said or did that or what he did that prompted Russell Westbrook's reaction, uh, but the fan told Westbrook to take it like a man that was in the interaction. Mm -hmm. But we just don't know what what basically was the genesis of all this, what instigated this interaction. It's
1: so crazy to me when people always tell somebody to take it like a man. What does that mean? What does that even constitute? Mm. Because if you can dish it out and somebody brings it back, it's like what we talked about before. It's all fun and games until you get close to that person and now all of a sudden you got nothing to say that's the funny part about it now Russ needs to be better about it he probably needs to control his emotions and stay away from those types of confrontation we saw uh the third baseman for uh Anthony Rendon from the Los Angeles Angels go into the stands and grab a dude by his shirt Mm -hmm. saying say it to my face say it to my face and he ended up getting suspended do you think that Russ will get suspended For
0: this action today? Find. Right. What do you think, Pat? You watch a lot of NBA. I say fine, not suspended. Because they he like didn't the, put they, his hands and on And they them. like the drama a little bit. They don't want to get too out of control and too distasteful. But the NBA, they like some of this, but they want to discourage it. So I say fine, no suspension. Yeah, there's no suspension.
1: I, yep. yeah, if there's yeah. a fine, but it'd be a little bit a small one. Exactly. Exactly. Even a because they don't
0: even think that big a deal out of it. Undisclosed yeah. amount. He was fined an undisclosed now, amount. Now we still don't know what was said by the fan, um, to get him so riled up. And I say I'm not I'm not taking sides here either way. Um, uh, but we. This is not the first time Russell was. Russell was got like. are we, oh, are we he, going on four, five different instances of oh, him yeah, having he, an interaction with a fan? And Probably it's always that.
1: during the playoffs, I think. Yes, too. it is. I think uh, it is during the playoffs because yeah. Utah. He got <laughs> yeah. people thrown out in Utah before.
0: Yeah, so he's he's at these, he's got a past. All right, he's he, this he's got a history with yep. interacting with fans and it becoming you know volatile. So I'll just throw that out there too. So I, I'm I'm with Patch. I think it'll be a fine. And That's they threw.
1: It. By the way. Did y'all see that E forty got
0: escorted out of Sacramento's uh I did basketball see game? That. Now what well, he's claiming that it was racial bias of yes, some kind. I, Yeah. Now what do we know? I don't
1: know what had happened yet. I'm surprised. <laughs> E-40 going to tell him when to go. Tell him when to go. He's going to make a rap tune about it. I know we're going to be hearing some lyrics about him. Never going to Sex City.
0: <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I was never an E-40 fan. I know some people I'm like E-40. I'm a e huge 40. E-40
1: 40 fan. I can't stand E-40. I love e 40 Fonzarelli. Why do I'm people mad. like E-40? Because he's smooth with it.
0: Is that smooth?
1: It, that is smooth. Oh, do that you like smooth.
0: E40, Patrick? He no,
1: got he's that wordplay.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm just, on him. I just don't think his delivery is very good. And I know it, that's like that's kind of his thing. That's that kind is. of his niche is his delivery. And I'm like, that is not. Hey, a that's my that's, hey, great. that's my jam. I'm with E40, uh, man. All right, there you go. E40. Yeah, the NBA, except the NBA continues to have... I love. They continue to have this salacious drama along with the actual postseason. It still continues, whether it be DeMar DeRozan's daughter screaming and yelling, whether it be players like you know punching each other, punching each other. They keep they keep the drama going for sure. Like I love the NBA. They just keep, keep it coming, man. It's a beautiful thing.
1: I, I, I do, too. And, and this is my favorite time of year. Just like everybody gets excited for March Madness, I get excited for NBA playoff basketball because everything is on edge. And now you're dealing with all They're the injuries. Edge. You you brought up all the injuries that have happened this weekend where everybody's trying to figure out what's, what's happening next, what's happening next. It's unbelievable to me that the NBA can get so much drama. They found a way to get LeBron into the into the mix. So everybody's looking at that, the Lakers. John Moran been talking about, we good in the West. We good in the <laughs> West. He worried about the East. And it's like, bro, you lost the first game. You got Dylan Brooks, who's the biggest villain in the entire, and entire thing. And he
0: talks trash. Yeah.
1: So. That is why I'm excited about the NBA playoffs.
0: Uh, no, it's been actually it's been pretty thrilling so far, and uh, like I said, long as they keep the salacious gossip coming in with the with the great, uh, yep. p- great you know play and competitive play, I think the NBA playoffs might end up being a big hit this season. No, All no. right, we'll come back. We'll get into spring football review. a review of the spring game. Also, hear more audio from Steve Sarkeesian, who met with the media uh, in the post game after the spring game. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on One Hundred and Four the Horn.